All right, welcome to Crown Council's Mentor of the Month. I'm Stuart Anderson. And although your video says Becky, I don't really yeah, I don't believe that you... <laughs> we are with Dr. Heather Walker, um, which is super fun because if you were at the annual event, uh, Best Doctor to Work For Award, which was very fun to honor you on stage. How was that? Was that a... a a big I surprise were you like oh my goodness completely <laughs> surprised like i said full disclosure um i tried to get on to vote um and ran out of time so i honestly did not get to vote and so uh -huh. i didn't even realize i was nominated yeah i got to the event so yeah that was a great surprise for very sure fun very fun so that was saturday night at the annual event we uh recognized best doctor to work for team member of the year team of the year uh so it was very fun to bring you up on stage um although you i did not realize time sure fly i know that sounds so dumb time sure flies so you my records show you've been a member since 2011 as part of crown council that's yep. a lot of years already we've been yep. together. yeah yep. very good very good yeah uh, i've got a short little bio for dr walker that she wrote herself so just to introduce you uh and i didn't know this about you this is very cool okay so you grew up in the space coast of florida is that an official name or is that what you call it so i grew up on the very very east coast of florida the okay. town i'm from is actually called indie atlantic because we're in between the indian river and the atlantic ocean it's a little barrier island okay. um, but that's considered the space coast because we're only about 20 minutes south of cape canaveral okay. so like you could watch the shuttle launch from like our backyard so no grew, grew up with that kind of all around and i grew up in the 80s so when the nice. uh, space program was really really big the Space Coast. I love that. I've never heard that before. Very good. Okay. So you attended the University of Florida where you majored in microbiology, then attended the University of Louisville School of Dentistry, graduated in 2003. Then as a Navy scholarship recipient, you completed, completed your AE GD program in San Diego and then practiced general den dentistry. And I'm not even going to try to say this word. <laughs> Atsugi. <laughs> Atsugi Japan, Japan yep. for three years. Very cool. Yep. After separating from the Navy, she worked as an associate in Shelbyville, Kentucky for just under two years. It was through that position that she made connections with Mortensen Family Dental Group and began working for Mortensen uh, Family Dental in March 2009, where you've practiced since. So you are yep. officially in Louisville. I mean, that's where you're practicing right now. Yes. Yeah. So I believe, um, and I don't want to misspeak, but since I'm from Florida, but uh, after a while ago, Jefferson County became incorporated. So all of Jefferson County is considered Louisville. Okay. So there's still different parts, but we're all Louisville. Let's hope we're not upsetting or offending anyone with right. your <laughs> geographical location. Very good. Um, maybe let's start with, just as, a, as an introduction, can you talk about your background in dentistry? How you chose this as a profession, if there were mentors or an experience that led you to dentistry? Uh, so it's actually really funny. I... Um... Always was interested in medical, never wanted to be a doctor, doctor, um, never want to be a medical doctor. Um, my sister's a medical doctor, so um, but never had that interest at all. Um, I was really in when I started University of Florida, I was an engineering major. Mm. Um, and so when. Honestly, I got to differential equations and that was just a little bit too much math for me. <laughs> um, and really and truly, I know it sounds a little bit cheesy, but I've always liked teeth. Um, really, I would say my orthodontist had more of an influence on me than my general dentist. 
Um, I was a thumb sucker when I was a young kid. Okay. So I had a huge space between my front teeth. So just seeing the difference that it can make by and how you can really change people's smiles, um, you know, that kind of stuck with me. And like I said, so I was like, okay, well, you know, this isn't for me and kind of saw what I could do. And, you know, dentistry did always just interest me. Science still interested me. Um, and, you know, it was definitely the right choice. So I always joke if, for how much I talk every day to people, I would be miserable if I was stuck behind a desk, not in get, not getting to talk to anybody. So it was definitely the right move. Very cool. And I, I love, um, just because it's such an interesting path, but if, if you've got stories or experiences from the Navy and what you learned there, I don't want to glamorize it if it wasn't glamorous, but if you've got some experiences there from what you learned in that experience, it'd be really fun to hear. Yeah, no, it was great. Um, so like I said, I'm from Florida. I interviewed at University of Florida and UofL for dental school. I got into both, but I really wanted to come here. So I was like, okay, well, how am I going to pay for it? So I actually, both my parents were retired Air Force um, and Gainesville, Florida is very, very close to Jacksonville, which Jacksonville is a really big base. So I actually contacted them and recruited myself. Um, and so then they interviewed me and um, I was offered the scholarship for this position. Um, people do always ask why I chose Navy over Air Force. Navy pays for all four years. Air Force only pays for three years. Um, so that was a strategic move. Um, but really, so while I was in school, I was considered, you know, non-essential active duty. Um, Louisville goes pretty consistently. So right after I graduated, I went to officer training school which is different than boot camp, um, but still like, you know, six weeks up in Rhode Island, um, you know, waking you up at the crack of dawn, running push-ups, all that kind of good stuff still. Mm. Um, and then, like I said, I was in San Diego for one year doing an AEGD. I think they've changed the program now to where when I did it, it counted as one of the years payback. Now it does not. Um, but pretty much it's a four for four. They pay for the four years of dental school and then you give them four years active duty. Um, so San Diego was great. I mean, it's beautiful out there anyway, um, but we really got to see a lot and experience a lot. We were in um, on 32nd Street. If anybody's familiar with the military, um, it's a pretty big station there. Um, so we, during that time, um, we used to go and work at MCRD, which is the Marine Corps Recruiting Depot. So we would work on the recruits. We'd do restorative, do extractions, um, all that kind of good stuff. Um, and then they arranged for each of us to go um, underway for a week. So I was on the Stennis, the aircraft carrier, the Stennis for a week and doing that. Um, really the crazy part is with doing dentistry is you're not really moving, but you feel like you're kind of moving like this <laughs> when you're working. And at night you have to bring all the chairs and the light and everything gets bungeed down. So nothing kind of moves around. Um, so that was, you know, definitely a, a fun experience. And then um I actually got pregnant right before we were leaving. So we kind of were set for shore duty. So when I was in Japan, um, we were overseas, but it was shore duty. So I, I you know, was on a base. Um, like I said, Atsugi is the kind of remote base to Yokosuka, which that's where the aircraft carrier, the Kitty Hawk was out of. So we had all the fixed wing, like Hornets and Super Hornets. So our base was very loud um, with all the air flight there, but it really, really was a lot like private practice in that when you're overseas, we saw spouses and dependents and um, as well as the active duty. Okay. And when young dentists approach you and they, and they ask about that experience, do you say absolutely 
I loved it. You should do it. This is a great path. I mean, how do you approach that when it comes to advice for young docs? 100%. I would do it again cool. in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, when I was in San Diego, when people would come and like interview and kind of be interested, like they would have me take them around because I did have such a positive experience with it. <laughs> um, so number one thing, full disclosure, I have zero debt and I had zero debt coming out. So that's huge, especially being out of state. Again, it's been this year will be 20 years since I graduated. So I know costs have just gone up, um, but I easily would have been like $250,000 in debt um, coming out of dental school. And I had none. Um, At the same time too, because you're practicing and actually doing dentistry, you're getting all that experience. So you can be slow and learn how you do things, you know, kind of on their time rather than on your own time. Um, So I think it's a great, great opportunity. Um, Obviously, you know, one of my actually, so there were uh, at least I think five of us that were Navy in my class alone. Three of us actually all went to San Diego together. So that was a nice experience. But um, one of my good friends, uh, he, you know, went on to become an orthodontist. But before he got to do that, he was stationed over in Iraq. So he was, you know, associated with the Marines because, you know, the Navy takes care of the Marines uh, medical wise. So, I mean, there's definitely the possibility to be deployed, be underway, you know, all those different things. I did have it very nice, you know, yes, Japan was far, but I was still never deployed. So there's, you know, there's, I would say there's some risks in the, as far as that goes, but again, it's mm-hmm. still just all the experience that you can have. And, yeah. you know, it's, I, again, I would, I would do it again in a heartbeat. I think it's a great, great opportunity. That was very good. That was probably the most positive uh, <laughs> talk of any early dental experience I've ever heard. So that was awesome. Yeah. Okay, very good. So now uh, you moved to be an associate and was that planned? Was that kind of your own choice that you were like, okay, my next steps, I'm just going to see what private practice is like. I mean, talk, can you right. talk about that? So I knew I didn't want to stay in the Navy only because my husband is not military. Um, and so even when we were in Japan, everybody's like, what's your husband do? I'm like, he's a really good sport. Um, because you know, he was just willing to go along for the ride. Um, also too, like I said, both my parents are retired air force, but I, my dad retired when I was three. So I never had to move. And I just did not want that for my kids as far as moving around. So, um, you know, coming back from Japan, um, you know, there's a 13 slash 14 hour time difference, depending on, you know, what time of year it is. And so, um, you know, to try to get something arranged to, you know, build my own practice, that was just kind of really not in the cards. Um, also to full disclosure, I've never really wanted to own my own practice. (laughs) Um, I enjoy dentistry. I enjoy the dentistry part of it. Um, but I do like being done when I'm done for the day and not really having to carry that home. So, um, I actually got my job through dental town when dental town was, you know, around. So, um, I, yep, I worked um, at that location, which ironically now is a Mortensen family dental. He sold to Mortensen. <laughs> so it's a Mortensen again now. So <laughs> very cool. And, and uh, because I'm associated with the Young Dentist program, so there's about 50 young docs a year who join Crown Council right out of school, and they're always looking for advice and what do I do next? I mean, what advice would you give to them? or any young doctor about joining like a, like Mortensen. So here you are, you enter this group practice. Is that, is that something that has been um, good for you? And, and looking back, how would you guide a young doctor to make sure that's the best experience they can have? 
So I think you have to know what you're looking for. For me, it has, like I said, I, I really never wanted to own my own um, at UofL. And again, it's been so long. I don't know if they've really upped um, the, you know, the training that they give us, but really it was like, we had one class that was kind of like a game where, you know, you're, you're put in little groups and you try to run your practice and see how profitable you can be and things like that. Um, you know, so it was a little bit of the stress, but not anything near what real life would be as far as stress. Um, and so that just never really interested me also too. I knew I was going to do military. So obviously, you know, that's like one of the biggest, you know, associate practices kind of out there. Um, but <laughs> I think you have to know what you want. If you want to own your own, I think you know that. And I think that that's something that you should always do. Now, again, I can't speak for myself, but, you know, that may not be your first step out just because, um, you know, again, I also came from no debt. I, I would not be looking to incur all that debt. I think that that would be for me, that would be super stressful. Um, you know, all the costs of just starting a business with, being so fresh, so new with everything. I definitely am a more cautious person in that sense. So I don't think it would be wrong. And I think there's enough dentists out there that, you know, it may not hurt to be an associate type position for the mm -hmm. first one or two years. Again, kind of get your speed up when it's not, you know, it's, you can still be profitable and not, you know, be so scared of what we're doing. Also too, I think it's great to have a mentor that can teach you the tips and tricks of things that have, you know, not everything is textbook um, and real life happens. And it, I, you know, in my location here, um, when we opened it, um, I was the solo doctor for maybe less than a year. We were lucky that we were that busy and somebody else came in and it is really nice to have somebody else to talk to as far as, Hey, you want to look at this x-ray with me? Or, you know, even if you're like, Oh my God, that was such a hard tooth to get out. You know, you just kind of can vent to somebody. Um, so if you're going to try to go on your own, you definitely would want to be part of like a local group that does meet, um, you know, or, you know, with Crown Council, but, you know, something local where you could kind of have that support. Yeah. Um, but one of the doctors that's working with me right now, um, he's a 2020 grad. Um, so he was a pandemic grad. Hmm. Um, and, you know, he does great dentistry, but, you know, really in his heart of hearts, like he wants to do private practice. So he's going to be moving on and doing that. So I think, you know, um, and I think it's, you know, but that's the thing too, I joke is that I'm so old now that I would never gonna go off and do my own thing. Um, whereas he's so fresh and so young, he's had that experience behind him, but he's still, he's at the point where he's not taking a huge step backwards as far as production or, you know, profitability to, to kind of explore that. So I, I think that makes a difference. Very cool. Great advice. Very wise. I love that. <laughs> um, over, over your years of, of serving as a, uh, as a dentist, um, one thing that I, that we always ask that we'd love to hear from is what has guided your philosophy of care? You know, how, um, as, as part of your, the award that we did on stage, there was a, a lot of emphasis on, um, how you, how you do good. The things that you do as a, as a dentist revolves around not just, I mean, all, I know all dentists do good, but the emphasis that you put on charity work and serving those outside your practice, what has kind of guided or where have you created that philosophy of care from on how you run your practice? 
Um, so I'm very much a golden rule, live by the golden rule kind of person. Um, and I know I'm very aware that I grew up very fortunate and I know that a lot of other people do not. Um, so I, you know, I think that it's important to, to give back. Um, and especially now that I have a skill that not everybody has, um, Mortensen does hold some days of free dentistry where we go ahead and do that. Um, so I like to participate in those. Um, but at the same time too, we are a very, very high Medicaid office. Um, and so, um, you know, my biggest thing is I do, I just treat everybody how they should be treated. You know, you are just a person that walks through the door. Um, you know, you're not an insurance, you're not a, you know, you're not a wallet or anything like that and just treat everybody the way that they should be treated. And I think that everything just kind of ends up working out that way. You know, we can stress about the little things, but if you always do what you're supposed to do, everything just always works out. So, you know, I just know, um, you know, I want to be that example. Um, I think it's important to, to be able to give back like that. Very good. I love that. And, uh, I'm, I'll go to the Dominican this Saturday. You're going to leave on the, on the 11th, which yep. is the next Saturday. Um, tell us what you're looking forward to most there or why you signed up to serve on a smiles for life humanitarian trip. Uh, so it's something that I've wanted to do for a really long time. Um, like I said, when I was in undergrad, I used to volunteer during spring breaks. So like I said, I've done, you know, homeless shelters and, um, AIDS clinics and, you know, women's shelters and different things like that. Um, but all I never really had a skill to give like a specific skill to give. Um, and then, you know, life just kind of got busy. So really I was actually signed up to do the 2022, but that's when Omicron came and the Dominican, you know, shut it it down. Um, so, you know, made sure we were doing it this year. And really, um, yeah, I said, I kind of said, I'm selfish. I'm doing it for me, really, (laughs) truly. Um, I don't think that applies here. I don't know. (laughs) Well, you might want to ask me afterwards how selfish I am. But no, I, um, you know. I think, you know, no matter who, what clientele you see, um, there's a lot of ungrateful people out in the world. Um, and you can definitely put that out there, but when all you kind of get back sometimes is negative, um, I'm just really, really excited to go and work with people that, you know, really have the need and are really, really appreciative. So, um, again, I'm doing it to fill my bucket for sure with that. (laughs) Very good. No, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Very good. All right. So as we as we kind of wrap up, um, one thing we always ask, which I think is a really fun kind of enlightening question, is if if you were to do it again, or if you were to time machine back and meet Heather uh, 20 years ago, what advice would you give uh, yourself about what you've learned and uh, what you've become? Any anything stand out? Um, I don't. I don't think I change anything. <laughs> I really, really don't. Um, you know, I, again, like said, you know, with, with the Navy, I would still tell myself to do that. I've actually, like said, when people come through, um, I encourage them. I, you know, when if any sort of patients show interest, you know, they can always shadow and do that. Um, I do think that, um, yeah, I, I don't really think I'd change much, um, maybe stress a little bit less about certain things, <laughs> but like I said, I just kind of try to let it go. I maybe I don't, I don't try to fester on things. Um, I will say I get a massage once a month for my back. I may have started that a little bit earlier. Um, okay. but other than that, you know, just really kind of taking care of yourself. And I said, I'm, if, if this is what you enjoy doing, just, you know, do what you enjoy. Life is definitely far too short for that. I love that. And is there anything that you're doing now that you feel other doctors could learn from, whether the training your team or 
how you treat your patients. Are there two or three things that you do that you would advice that you would give to doctors? So there's two things that I would say. One, you know, again, treat your patients how you'd want to be treated. People like when you remember them, they like when you know things. I do have kind of a crazy memory, so I can remember these mm-hmm. things. But even if you have to rely on your staff, being personable, like they really feel like they matter. And that makes a huge, huge difference. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not the most, you know, sought after career. You know, people like to come in and they'd say they don't like us, but mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times that's either pain or fear talking. Just, you know, I try to praise people. You know, sometimes the first step is just walking in. I'm really proud that you did that. Um, you know, I think people, you know, whether they, whether they say it or not, they need to feel kind of validated in that way. Um, as far as kind of more of a numbers thing, um, like I said, I've done it with the associate that just came in, but, um, uh, what we do is I kind of came up with writing down what our goal starts for, for the day, like our production goal for the day. Um, and then writing a goal of what we're going to do. So this is just kind of a starting point. Where can we go from there? Um, but you know, when you get busy with the day and so our, our t- office is a teeny tiny office. Um, we like to say it's the closet under the, co- uh, you know, the co- uh, cupboard under the, uh, the stairs from Harry Potter. It's that tiny. Um, but we each have our own computer with our, um, you know, set up. So we'll put our sticky notes up there. So it's something that you can see visible, but you see the start for the day and you see, you know, whether it's convert two patients or, you know, one in the morning, one in the afternoon, sometimes if it's a great day, it's maintaining that schedule, um, you know, but really setting a goal so that you can see that and it's visible um, so that you don't just kind of let the day get away from you. And then you wonder what's happened um, for how we are too. how the staff walks by, they've noticed our goals, um, excuse me. And so they're really on board um, as far as, you know, trying to make that, uh, uh, you know, same, you know, work, work for the whole office. Um, and then I guess one last thing that we do, which is fun, is um, I painted one of the back walls in the break room with chalkboard paint. So we kind of nice. write chalkboard messages, but we also like to kind of try to catch people doing good. So we'll put stickies. Um, and once a week for our huddle, when we have that, um, we actually have like a prize win, like a, a prize wheel. So all the good you know, sayings go into a hat and we draw one and that person gets to spin um, for something. So, yeah. Great advice. Really fun stuff. Very good. Well, um, Heather, grateful for you, thankful for Mortensen Family Dental and not only the example that you guys set as a group, but all the good that comes from the practices that you guys are a part of. I mean, everything that is happening with Smiles for Life, um, the humanitarian trips and just the leadership that comes from Mortensen family dental group. Thank you. Very grateful yeah. for you. We had a uh, Dr. Wayne's my favorite. So we, we had excellent, an excellent mentor from the start for sure. Very cool. Hey, well, thank you. Enjoy the Dominican. I'll, you uh, yeah, I'll, I'll do it too. I don't <laughs> think we cross paths. We leave the Saturday that you arrive, but, uh, let's connect and share stories. So sounds the, wonderful. Yeah. Okay. Thanks Heather. Grateful thank for your you. time. Thank you. Thanks for joining us for this Mentor of the Month podcast sponsored by Crown Council. This is just one tool available to the Crown Council membership that helps dental teams build a culture of success. That's our mission and purpose is to provide a place for dental teams to come together and learn the skills needed to develop your most valuable asset, the people, those people who work in your practice. 
As always, if you're interested in being part of this group or want more information about the tools available to the membership, go to www.crowncouncil.com or call us 1-800-276-9658. Thanks.